0: Now, when it says in 2 Peter 1, 19 to 21, when it says that, I'm going to read this. When it says, we have also a more sure word of prophecy. Who's the we? It's us in Christ, okay? Now, is does the prophecy, it, it touches a little bit about who we are in Christ, but it really, the prophecy has to do with God's plan on the earth, considering Israel as an earthly people. That's why when we say things like, we are a heavenly people, not an earthly people. We are not. We are a heavenly people. That's why even in First Thessalonians 4, 13 to 18, we meet him in the clouds of the air, the heavens. That's why in Revelations 19, 11 to 16, we come back with him while he sets up his kingdom on the earth. That's when things will be dealt with, not until then. So when it says this, but we also have a more sure word of prophecy. Okay, if there is a word of prophecy, does that have to do with the one who's completed the whole prophetic plan of God the Father? Yeah, it's Christ. Because if I understand the scriptures the way that I need to, in John 1, 1, Christ is the Word. on, Logos, in the beginning, the Word. It's referring to the second person in the Trinity, Jesus Christ. Not second in terms of less, just in terms of us understanding, because they're all co-equal and co-eternal. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Three distinct separate individuals, but one in essence. So, when it says we have also a more sure word of prophecy, what does that mean? Well, because has Christ, who we are in, in him and us, completed all prophecy? Is it being worked out in time? When was it completed? When did God complete all his prophecy? Did he just begin to develop it in time or was it an eternal truth? It's eternal. And this is very key for us. So that we don't get caught up, like I see scores, and we, we shared this recently, like I see scores of Christians, believers, that I know and love, they get caught up in this political thing, thinking they're going to change some things. I'm going to read this, and this is what I got this morning. In Daniel, the seventh chapter, this is what I see happening. Now, in, in, and again, in type, when I read this literally, hermeneutically, Okay, and when I read it, in it's isagogics, and it's historical frame of reference, even though it hasn't happened yet in time, did it already happen in God's mind in eternity? And did Christ, who is the word, come, and be that very, did he spell it out? What, what do you think the gospel? The gospel is Christ, who is the full thought of God, manifested in the word, spelling out God in his whole plan. So we're going to see that in Deuteronomy 32, verse 4, his plan is perfect. What's that mean? What's perfect? It's complete. It's complete. Now, this is referring to what's going to happen during and has happened to Israel that since the time that, in John 1, 11, she, when Christ, it says, he came unto his own, that's speaking of the very, na- the very nation of Israel, his own. He was born as a Jewish man. Right? He came unto his own, and his own rejected him. They said no. We said again in John 18, verse 40, they said not this man. Furthermore, they said in John 19, 15, basically we say crucify him. What would we say today? Murder him. Murder. Okay? Murder is some, something you do to someone when there's no right involved in it. Okay? That's murder. But killing is very different. That's why some who don't understand the Ten Commandments, when they say, see, it says not, it says, it doesn't, it says in these translations, you shall not kill. It doesn't say that in the original. It says you shall not murder. But if you understood Exodus 23 to 17, you'll also understand the government of God in, in Genesis the ninth chapter. And if you look at six and seven, there's capital punishment. That's not murdering. That is proper killing. And we need to know the difference, too. And, and is there any wonder why our country is in the shape that it's in? Okay. Where I'm going to read from is this. This is Daniel chapter 7, verse 25. Now, this will happen. This has been happening in their history, Israel's history, as a earthly people. Because... You know, in Matthew 6, verse 10, we need to know the difference. That's why we say we do not have a Judeo-Christian heritage. No such thing in all the scriptures. Okay, they're two diametrically opposed things. Okay, and that's why Jesus, when he was teaching his disciples, and this is why we need to know the difference between kingdom teaching and who we are in Christ. Kingdom teaching has to do with the earth period. It has to do with Israel. It's called in Jeremiah 30, verse 7, Jacob's trouble. How should I interpret it's Jacob's trouble in Genesis 30, verse 7? Well, because remember in Genesis 32 and verse 28, his name was changed from Jacob to what? Israel, Israel because he had what now? Power with God. Will they, have they ever had true power with God, since the time, before and since they rejected the power that Christ is. No. Now, this is what it's teaching here. We need to know these things, by the way, because it's making it clear. Again, I want to read. I want to go back to Second Peter here, Second Peter, the first chapter again. And I'm going to read it again so we get the full thought of it. And I'm going to tell you, this is what can happen to us. Again, 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 19 to 21. We also have a more sure word of prophecy. Whereunto, listen to what it says, you, who's you again? Us as the church, a heavenly people. That is the epistle of Ephesians. We are a heavenly people. That's why when he, during the kingdom teaching it hadn't been yet millennial reign kingdom teaching that won't happen until revelations the 19th chapter first dealing with the enemies of Israel and dealing with them as a nation then in the 20th chapter in the 3rd and 4th verse he sets up his kingdom where on the earth that's why he told his disciples to what pray what your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven there's a huge difference and when we understand these differences, then we will rightly divide the Word of God, rightly interpret it according to the Scriptures in 2 Timothy 2 and verse 15, which is very, very necessary in terms of resting in Christ. It has everything to do with that. Okay? We also have a more sure word a prophecy, whereunto you do well that you take heed. Take heed to what? Do most Christians even have ever once been taught prophecy? What that means. Are we taking heed then? How do we know how close we are? Even in terms of the rapture, the rapture has to happen between the two advents. The first advent was Christ came. He put on humanity in John 1, 14. He was born in Luke 1, verse 35, in the womb of a 14-year-old peasant girl named Mary, who was not above anybody chosen, but chosen among. (laughs) Because what was gonna happen to her, would happen to uh, all whosoever would receive him, of course, then, and then even now in the church age, in John 1, 12, but as many as would receive him, to them he gave the power to become the sons of God, even to them that would believe on his name. Are the scriptures very important to understand? can there be? Can we make a proper judgment, a proper understanding without the preponderance of scriptures? Okay. We need them. You do well that you take heed, what? Uh, as unto a light that shines in a dark place. Were we in a dark place right now? Christians, are we in a dark place? Is it, should we be scared or should we know? Should we function in the love that God has completed us in? In 1 John 4, 18, and if we don't experience it, we experience what? Fear. Fear. That's why you see a lot of Christians. It, listen, it is not a political issue. Let me make that crystal clear. You do your part. That's all. You do your part. You vote. Period. You're going to change God's plan? You're going to change something that was dealt with in eternity and settled? not gonna do it doesn't happen right now okay but we are not listen folks we're not an earthly people listen there's nothing political about this issue it's 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 spiritual wickedness being manifested through a political system for the most part that's not of God even even America at its best by the way let me make that crystal clear even though I do believe, even now, we still have a lot of mostly freedoms. And by the way, I want to make it crystal clear: and it's not for fear. We are losing. How many times have, you, have by the grace of God has God brought it up through me? How we're losing freedoms. I don't know. Did you did you really think that would ever really happen? Or things are just going to be the same? It's important. I talked to Mike about this, and I've talked to him, and he even wants me to do a class because this a class you know like listen that's why i te- listen we gather together as the church that's what we do you can call it a class you call it a bible study but every time two or three come together that's a local assembly in the eyes of god in matthew 18:20 it's crystal clear why 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 so many chapters and verses that chief i don't know you need evidence is it ours isn't it ours? It is. It is. Okay? But it's going to take discipline and concentration. Right? It is. Now, we do, you, you do well, you do well to take heed as unto a light in a dark place. Is Christ the light that's in us? Is he the light of the world? John 8, 12. Is he? How about the path of the just, shining brighter and brighter until the day in Proverbs 4, verse 18. How about that? How about that in 1 Thessalonians 5.5 5, and in Ephesians 5.8? We are children of the light, not the darkness, not prophecy being fulfilled. You're going to stop it. <laughs> Do your best. Vote. Get away from certain companies that are taking away freedom of speech. It's any wonder why, you know, want to go after Second Amendment. To deal with First Amendment, freedom of speech. You know why? Because all these things. Are we free in Christ? Are we? Is He in Ephesians two fourteen our peace? I don't know. When I look online and see these Christians they're like, oh, oh, getting so mad that oh, there's a, he's a demon there. Even. What are you going to do? Vote. Companies, as much as you can that support the evil, and there's a plethora. I would say the majority by the way, and if you want news, you can forget the media, right? <laughs> okay, and you can even forget certain others too, honestly, that will talk politically, and they may be right, but leave God completely out of the picture, and it becomes their battle. I don't know, Exodus 14, 14, 1 Samuel 17, 47, the battle is the Lord's. Oh, Christians, I wanna say Christian Christians, men that I love, pastors, I say on there fighting, fighting. Ephesians 6, 12, we, who's we, all us in Christ, right? Heavenly people, wrestle not, do you hear that? Against, like it says in the original, blood and flesh, but against principalities, powers, against the rules of the darkness of this age, spiritual wickedness in the heights. That's what it says. I don't know. I don't know. You're going to defeat Christ? You're going to defeat God's plan. This is just the lie having its full effect. Period. Being worked out. Do we think this is a political issue? Listen, is it a spiritual issue? Does our lives only have to do with our little selves? Hmm? That's why it's important that we gather together, by the way. And I mean it to as much as we can. Listen to me face to face. Because there's coming a time when <laughs> that internet and everything else is going to be bye-bye. I'm serious, it's gonna be local areas face to face, because internet's gonna be well long time as God is my judge. Long time ago, God I was like, no, I'm not doing this internet, I'm getting books. <laughs> I'm gonna search out, and God led me on that, I'm gonna search out and get some of the best information in prayer, and which he did. In a dark place, listen, a light that shines in a dark place until the day dawn and the day star arise in your hearts. How many times do you think we need that? I'm going to tell you, every time we come to hear the word of God, that's our opportunity. Because we're in a dark place. And if that light's not dawning in you, you don't have proper preaching and teaching. Listen, I see all kinds of little quips, you know, they're nice colors, blue, and you give these little scriptures or these little portions. You think that's enough? Do you think it's enough? I guarantee you it's not. It's not, because that's not God's design for us right now. God's design is Ephesians four, four through six, all the way to the end of the chapter. That's God's order, a local assembly, face-to-face teaching as much as possible. Simple as that. That's why I say, listen, if you can't come here in the mornings, why am I saying that? Are we here? Is God gonna counsel us? Are there specific areas in our life maybe that we're even ignorant of? Could I even function in ignorance and still, be, and still be rebellious all day long? So to preach the truth is against us? Gosh. You know, a faithful man of God, he's going he's to have discernment through brokenness, through the scriptures to deal with areas in believers' lives. And a lot of times, do you think they like it? No. Why won't you like it? There's an area in the flesh where it's ignorance not known yet, or outright rebellion, 1 Samuel 15, 23. Rebellion is as, a witchcraft, is as witchcraft. What's that mean? You're functioning under what? Prince and power of the air and his demonic army. It's that simple. I don't need them. I can do it, okay? I tell you what. Show me where you get what you get, and I'll show you where I get what I get but just get your pen and paper out because I'm going to give you a few to ponder over in the scriptures. I'm going to make it clear. Until the day dawn and the day star. Why is it called the day star? Well, because right now, in 1 Peter 1, 1.8, whom having not seen, you love. Right? Because it's the night right now and the night is what? What happens when it's night? It's dark. It's the night of his absence, we still have the day star d- dawning in our hearts. But not if we resist it, not yeah. if I resist God's will. By the way, some think that, well, you know, maybe I don't, have, yeah, I don't have to come all the time. Listen, that's between you and God, okay? Fine. You're not opposing me. Who's he thinking, you know, some. I'm not saying anyone's saying that, I'm just principled. Who's, I don't need him, <laughs> okay. 2 Timothy 2, verse 25. You're not opposing God and you're not opposing me. You're opposing yourself. And by the way, listen, honestly, I do mean this in brokenness and in love. If you have an issue with me, please, please come to me. Do not let a single person speak for me. Please. That'll keep out all division. I'm telling you straight. Don't do it. I don't want anyone to speak for me when it comes to issues, when maybe someone thinks I'm against them or I hold something against them. How could I hold something against you and Christ and not hold it against Christ? (laughs) just not going to happen. It's not. Gosh. And by the way, it just might happen to be that, you know, when you love someone, how often do you want them around? Come on. I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> okay, take it, take it even in the marriage okay, in 1 Corinthians 11 verse 3, the head of every man is who? Christ the head of the woman is the man, the head of Christ is God right? now take that now, who's our head? in Colossians 1 18, and Colossians 2 verse nine, who's our head? well, who's his body? in Ephesians five thirty, how many heads does Christ have? how many bodies does he have? But are they in a local assembly? Crystal clear in the scriptures. And let me tell you something. If you don't know that. It's either because there's ignorance or you don't want to know it, and that's outright rebellion. Just And I'm not saying anyone's doing that, please. I promise you I'm speaking principles. Principles. Now, knowing this, in 2 Peter 1.20, knowing this first, what should we know first? No prophecy of the scripture is of any private interpretation. You know what that means? It doesn't mean that I may know them and I'll privately interpret them. It means that because when I don't, I will privately interpret them. That's what it's saying, literally. I will think that I have to battle. <laughs> Change something God's doing on the earth that was dealt with in eternity. Vote. Vote. Get rid of companies, if you can, as much as you can. And I am doing it. And I need some help today, and I mean it, and I'm asking for help to get off book. Now, you i mean, it's called book. And I believe that with all my heart. That's why we even have the website, by the way. And I don't think, I don't know how many years, or even if it is years, that we'll have an Internet website. Because I can tell you, over a year ago, book stop me from these messages even going public, putting it on the feed. They told me, oh no, you can't do that. <laughs> what am I going to do? I'm going to fight Zuckerberg, Soros, Bloomberg, Biden, Harris. We wrestle not against blood and flesh. Do what you can. I can, do what you can. I, prou- I proudly, proudly, by God's grace. And I don't consider myself a conservative. I consider myself a biblical Christian. And by those absolutes and convictions that I have, I voted for Trump and as much as I could, supported him financially as much as I could without any question about it. Those are my convictions. And I am a proud member of the NRA without any question about it. I believe in second amendment. I believe in proper training for that. And I also believe also, too, to have the insurances that are extremely necessary to do that. But having said all that, knowing this first, that no prophecy is of the scriptures of any private interpretation. Like God needs me to fight his battle. Show me where that happens. Show me one battle that God ever left outside of his son for you and I to do. You show them. Can't do it. Rest in him. Sobering times? Oh, you don't think so? You don't think God wants to sober up Christians? How about 1 Peter 4, 17? We've said it again. Judgment, listen to this, begins in the house of God. Is he going to judge the church with wrath or sin? No, but he's going to lovingly deal with us to prepare us to be raptured. There is no question about it. Judgment begins in the house of God. What's it going to be like for those that are outside of it? That principle is true all through the scriptures. You can see it even in Jeremiah 10, verse 25. I'm not going to give you a little devotional, little quips today, folks. I'm not, because it's not going to be enough. It isn't. Not that God can't use those, because the word is pure and holy, and I love it. But it is never... To ever take the place of an order and assist an order of coming face to face and being taught, right? Because most Christians do. Most Christians even know and understand this. And would I apart from Christ? No, I'm with you. I'm with you. I desire you as much as possible, as a joint in Ephesians four sixteen that supplies. By the way, again, it's face-to-face in the Scriptures. You can see that in Romans, the 10th chapter. You can see it crystal clear. Romans, the 10th chapter, verses 14 to 17. Even from from 13 to 17. How will they hear without a preacher? That's very specific, and it's face-to-face. All through the Scriptures, it's face-to-face. Don't rely on your internet. Honestly, even for Christians, that's why I said, put the nose in the book. (laughs) because at least maybe you can carry those with you if you have to run somewhere (laughs) to get away knowing this first that no prophecy of the scripture is of constituted, constituent part of a private interpretation outside of Christ, listen two things are very important for us as believers in Christ, number one, our position in him and then having that position taught so that it becomes a moment by moment experience and then prophecy Okay? Very important. Very important. And God wants to redeem the time. If we've never heard this before, I can just tell you God's redeeming the time in our lives. There's no question. And he's preparing us for something. Judgment begins in the house of God, meaning he's going to deal and correct areas of those that are his church. But if we're, if we're right, will there be? No. No. But in his love will there be. There's no question about it. You can see that in 1 Corinthians, the 11th chapter, in verses 31 and 32. If we refuse to judge ourselves, then God will bring in operation judgment. That judgment is not making us pay for the sin. It's disciplining us with chastisement. And, of course, everybody likes that in the flesh, right? I don't know. I I didn't like that. Yeah, I know. And that's going to stop a man who's functioning in Christ, right? (laughs) No. Knowing this first, that no prophecy of the scripture is of any private interpretation. Listen, for the prophecy came not, even in old times, by the will of man. Did we hear that? (sighs) Who fulfilled the will of God in John 4, verse 34? Finished it on Calvary in John 19, verse 30. Who did that? Christ did. That's right. He finished it. It's over. Was it the will of man? apart from a will submitted to Christ? Absolutely not. For the prophecy came not, in, even in the old covenant, the old times, the old, by the will of man, but holy men, guess what it says, holy men, why were they holy? Because they were of God. <laughs> Everything about them was God. Isn't that interesting? Isn't that interesting? We don't pray that. We don't pray Matthew uh, 6, 10. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We are functioning in Christ who's fulfilled God's will about us. Him being in us and us being in Him. Totally different. For the prophecy came not in all times by the will of men, but holy men of God spoke as they were moved by who? God, the Holy Spirit. And what does the Holy Spirit do? He takes the things of Christ. and John 16, 13, and 14 shows them unto us. I've seen scores of Christians angry. I've also seen some, and I try to be as gentle as I can and small when I post little things. That's just a scratch, by the way. There's a ton in those that we have to leave out just because of the space. But I just want to tell you, they some are responding to those, and you can see I can see a difference, right? Because they are agreeing with the Word of God that I agree about. And we all agree about as one. But this is what can happen. This is Daniel, the seventh chapter. Daniel 7, verse 25. Now, this is what has happened as as Israel functioning under the prince and power of the air, thinking they're religious and doing God a service, killing the body of Christ in the meantime in John 16, verse 2. Finally, in that seven-year tribulation, okay, of which there will be two parts, and we won't get, go into that right now, but that's part of prophecy too, completely understood, right? We're not in kindergarten. We're not just getting little little things. If God can use them, fine. They never replace face-to-face teaching in a local city. They just don't. Now, watch. Daniel 7, verse 25. This is is mostly what's going to happen during that last three and a half years of the seven-year tribulation period. Here's what's going on in Daniel 7, verse 25. And he will speak great words against the Most High. Who is that? That's the Antichrist, the man of sin that's brought out in 2 Thessalonians 2, 4 to 7. Okay. He, but who is he the mouthpiece for? The mouthpiece for Satan. Listen. He will speak great words against the Most High and what? Will wear out the saints. The saints there, not those that are in Christ. Us, in this dispensation of grace. They're those, they, they are those who have received Christ as their Messiah. They are his in that sense. Okay? He will speak great words against the Most High and will wear out the saints of the Most High. Listen to what it says. And think to change times and laws, and they will be given into his hand until a time and times and the dividing of times. That's the last three and a half years of tribulation. But is that settled right here in the scriptures? Yeah. It's settled then. Is it settled now? Are we settled in Christ? I want to ask Christian, let me ask you something. Do you have peace? Any irritation in grace? Well, we're going to get them. Ah! Have fun with that one because you're wrestling against blood and flesh, not against people. 2 Corinthians 10.4, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. What's that mean? Christians acting carnally, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Why do I think it's my battle? Because there's a stronghold in me, an area, stubborn resistance and rebellion against God. I don't know. When we sin, who do we sin against in Psalm 51, verse 4? Against God. And in doing that, do you oppose yourself? In any any area of disobedience, is that what you... Is that what the enemy has for you to oppose yourself? Because God is for us in Christ in Romans 8.31. Isn't that interesting? See? So he will wear out the saints. How's he wearing? I'll tell you how he's wearing them out even now. Now this is true for the last three and a half years of the tribulation period. But the principle's not true? We see, Christians, they are worn out. Why? Forgetting or not knowing who they are in Christ and knowing that the prophetic plan is complete. And Christ they don't understand 2nd Peter 1:19 to 21 with scores scores of scriptures okay so he speaks great words against the Most High to wear out the saints of the Most High and think to change times and laws I think they're gonna change something <laughs> somehow politically I'm going to change us <laughs> Listen, every one of those men, even even some of those names that we know, Hannity, all these different guys. Hannity, I hope he's born again. He's a good Catholic guy. Not a great system to be in that's not of God at all and leave out God completely but make it political. But not, no. Because if he did, would it be a political battle? I am not saying don't. Vote. That's how we fight. Vote. In peace, <laughs> vote. Don't support as much as you can certain companies. Fine, but look. To think that they can change times, in you know what the enemy wants? To, he wants to. He wants to convince Christians that they can do something to change the times, the plan of God that's already fulfilled, and wear them out. <laughs> Should is are these sobering times? Is it time for us to wake up? Seriously, is it time? Well, what is the light, the preaching and teaching, preciseness of the scriptures, what does it do? In that light, things are discovered. Okay, it's the light that we prove. Really, the word is discovered. I discover. Every morning, I can discover an area where I'm not functioning in Christ. Why? Because it's the light of the scriptures that are being revealed. That's what he's doing here this morning. That's what he does with us. That's what we do Monday, Wednesday, and Friday with here in Texas. And that's what I do Tuesdays and Thursdays here live. What? Is everybody supposed to come? No. Come when you know you should. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Come when you know you should. Right? Isn't that right? Huh? Because <laughs> aren't we all gathering around Christ? Last time I checked, gathering around me? No, I'm with you. I'm one with you, so help me God. I love you. That's a God's honest truth. There isn't, an, honestly, and you think I'm kidding. I mean it too. I take a bullet for anyone here and I mean it. I'll fight for you like you, I mean it too. That's the truth of the matter. I am not against you. And don't let the enemy try and convince you of that when you're in the flesh, living in disobedience, things you even know better about, like I do too, in the flesh, <laughs> right? Please, I I spreken sie Deutsch for myself. I speak for me. Come to me, but make sure you go to God first, <laughs> so that we don't approach each other in the flesh. Because <laughs> we don't are we wrestling against flesh and blood with each other? Are we? You know how many want to make it that way, and does that come from? Yeah, that's right. Listen, he wants to wear. I see Christians getting worn out. Because he's convincing them in their own insane deception that he's going to change something. I don't know. Did anyone ever arm wrestle God and win? <laughs> is the battle over? Is it finished? What, is, what are the bookends for time? Eternity. When was his plan settled? Eternity. And Christ came for two reasons. One, he's going to set up the kingdom on the earth. But what has to happen before the second advent? That's Zechariah 14, 1 through 4, and scores of other scriptures. Second advent, when he actually comes to the earth. First time through a virgin. Second time, we come back with him in Revelations 19, 11 to 16. We come back with him. But in between that, what has to happen? And some don't believe it, by the way the rapture. Just like some think that now we, we will, the church will go through the tribulation because they don't make a differentiation and a distinction between us and Israel. It's all one. So we have to go through it. Oh, well, let me see. Did Christ finish the work? Did he leave anything undone? Never did. He just didn't do that. He will speak great words against the Most High to wear out the saints of the Most High and think to change times and laws, and they will be given into his hand, listen, until uh, uh, how much time does he have really? Three and a half years. Last part of the tribulation. And we are not in it. Gosh, Christians, I want to say to these guys, precious men that I know, known for 40 years, uh, no. we're going through the tribulation. Well, tribulation isn't for the church. <laughs> Read Daniel 12.1, read it. Read Jeremiah 30 verse seven, it's called Jacob's trouble. Remember Jacob, who's Jacob? Okay, it's the nation of Israel in Genesis 32.28. Where did all the tribes come out of? Jacob, that's right. We see it crystal clear in the scriptures, okay? We are raptured up. Why? We're a heavenly people. See, we're either all going to be raptured. I can't say how many thought we were all. I thought I was going to be with certain individuals that I love, that we were going to go on the rapture. Well, it wasn't God's plan because here I is and there they are. It's going to be a rapture. Either that, he's going to come for us or we're going to go to him. One of the two. And just as important, it's very important for Christians to know who they are in Christ, positionally and experientially. And if you think you won't know it once and that's it, got news for you. How about the apostle? Was he well-versed in positional truth and experiential truth in Christ? And yet at the end of his life, approximately 67 years of age, he had to be t- chained to a Roman guard so God could deal with him in those areas continuously until we all see him face to face in 1 Corinthians 13, 12. Okay, that's right. And that's why a lot of those posts that you see, a lot of them, and by the way, too, we have a website, use it while you can. You're never without, any of us here or anybody listening, just make a choice because literally, it's not the word of it, is it? It's the word of God for all of us, right? Right? Uh, Over a 100 post devotionals on the website. Over a 100 messages from the word of God on the website. Some would say, well, you think you're the only one? I don't know. What if I am in this area for you? What if that was God's choice? What are we doing here? Why are we even here? Come on. Why are we here? I'll tell you why we're here. We're for his glory and being blessed. Listen, for each other. Whatever happened to Philippians 2, 3, esteem others better than yourself? Look not on your own things but on the things of others and let that mind, that whole thought process in Philippians 2.5 be in you because most, all men it says in Philippians 2.21 they, they, they don't seek the things of Christ they seek their own things. So busy with the details of life in Matthew the 6th chapter everything about your life is you, is what you're gonna eat, where you're gonna live, how you're gonna pay your bills. I don't know what, I don't know. The last time I checked, even in that, that's kingdom teaching. But Matthew 6, 33, seek you what? First, the kingdom of God. I don't know, is there a kingdom without a king? And by the way, while we're in prophecy, while we are here, and in Christ with no fear, let me tell you, part of being in Christ, I was Christians, I love you, I do, and I, listen, Everything's coming out of my my mouth. i got to tell you, I have to grow in continually. Oh, and I love to do it with you. I love to do it with you. And that's the truth. But how about this? 2 Timothy 2.12. If we suffer with him, we will also reign with him. Is part of being in Christ suffering? I don't want to suffer. You're going to. It's a privilege. Romans eight eighteen. I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not even worthy to be compared with the glory that will be revealed in us, on us, and through us for all eternity. Paul said, I fill up the sufferings of Christ, the afflictions of Christ in my body. We're gonna be any different in Colossians 1, verse 24. What a shock. Oh, this whole political thing. What a, sh- what a trial. Oh my God. Yeah, I know, First Peter four twelve. Why do you think it's strange? Why do you think it's so crazy? In 1 Peter 4, verse 12. <laughs> beloved. Who's the beloved? Who's the beloved? That's us in Christ. Heavenly people. We're, listen, we're in the ark. Christ. You go all the way back to the 8th chapter, Genesis, and the ninth chapter. We are in Christ, the type, the ark. We're in there. <laughs> Safe. Judgment comes. And where's the ark? The judgment of the waters, the flood waters. Where's the ark? It's above. We're heavenly people. We are above judgment. That's why you don't go through the tribulation. That's why we're delivered from the wrath to come. You can see it all through, all through the scriptures. 2 Thessalonians 1.10, 5.9. We're delivered from the wrath to come. He dealt with it on Calvary. Okay? He did. Beloved, all you in Christ... Think it not strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you. Why does he try it? Because he wants, with this trial, it becomes an opportunity, this crazy stuff, to deal with areas in the flesh and to make us see clearly who we are in Christ. (laughs) Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you. This is very individual and we do it all together, but it's very individual. As though some strange thing happen unto you. Instead of fighting political, making it political, look what it says. But rejoice! I don't see a lot. I haven't seen a lot of that. I don't see rest and comfort and peace and speaking the truth and love. Yes, I do. Listen, I do. And you will find me angry at certain things. And if it touches you, that's between you and God. But Ephesians 4.26, says, be angry. But don't sin. Can, I, can there be anger in messages? Yeah, and counsel. Absolutely. Be angry, 426, and sin not. Now, believers, the, when there's areas of differences between us, that's why I say, let no one ever speak for me. I don't care who they are, how much they say they love me. Don't ever let a single person speak for me. You'll come to me. I'll tell you why. Because if you don't, we give place to the devil. That's Ephesians 427. We give him a place to keep us divided from Christ. And give no place, topos, to the devil. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. Deal with issues with each other. Don't give him a place. Don't give him time. And don't allow anyone to speak for each other. Let's go each other alone. We can do that in love. Come on. And there's certain things I will do. And there'll be timing. Listen, as God leads me, there'll be time for it. But rejoice inasmuch as you are partakers of Christ's sufferings that when his glory will be revealed you may be glad with exceeding joy. God oh boy, how about that? I will stop with this one. Here we go. Here is Philippians. Listen to this. Christians, it's not political. It's not your battle. Christians Philippians 1, 27 to 30. Listen, only let your conversation there speaks of your character and lifestyle, by the way, with Ephesians 4, 27. Let, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. In other words, if your thinking's wrong, guess what your communication's gonna be? And if it's, if it's not good, what is it? It's evil, right? And stop grieving God, the Holy Spirit, who wants to continually show you who you are in Christ and guide you and lead you to the separation of the flesh. Only let your lifestyle be as it becomes the gospel of Christ. That whether I come and see you, or else be absent, I may hear of your affairs. That you, listen to this, this is for us right here, folks. That you stand fast in one spirit, with one mind, laboring, striving, not in the flesh, together, what? For the faith, and that's all the teachings and preachings about the character of Christ, and of the work that he's accomplished. Of the gospel. Look at verse 28. I want to have a loudspeaker on wanna... one of the Christians, Christians, every believer. Here we go. You never see me do this, but pray for me. In nothing terrified by your adversaries, in no thing terrified by your adversaries. Listen, why? Why? Because that's an evident token and proof of where they're headed. Perdition. Listen. But you separated from that, the terror. Is there any fear in love? 1 John four eighteen. But to you of salvation, deliverance and that of God. For unto you, who's you? Hey, you and me. Unto you it is given in the behalf of Christ, in the place of him, had he still been here, but you're in his place, because you're in him, in the behalf of Christ, not only to believe on him, receive all those truths about his person and the accomplishment of his work, but because of prophecy and the spirit that that comes from, right, not only to believe on him, but also to suffer for his sake. Oh. Having the same conflict. Are we in a conflict in Ephesians 6, 12? You know why we're in a conflict? You know how, why it gets so crazy sometimes? Because our position in him is so high. And that's why it says we wrestle not against flesh and blood. And that's why it says... In closing, in 2 Corinthians 10, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but the mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, wrong thinking, areas that, of rebellion and ignorance and stubbornness and, oh, I don't like that, and yeah, and God cares, and neither do I. I love you, but do you think I care about that? I don't care about it in me. And I sure don't care about it in y'all. <laughs> Casting down imaginations, false reasonings, that's what it says. False reasonings, and listen, every high thing, hoopsema, every high thing because of our position. And when Paul wrote those scriptures through the Holy Spirit in Ephesians, the sixth chapter, when he wrote down, he had in mind Israel's physical enemies while they were on the earth in the book of Joshua. So when you read it and you want the types fulfilled in Ephesians, now you read the book of Joshua and read Numbers too. That'll help you. If you have the time. I don't know <laughs> I don't know if the scriptures are, you know, maybe, maybe you got too many other things you, got, you know got to do like me in t- areas of conviction. And I mean it, I'm one with you, but maybe, you know, you're so busy that maybe once in a group, boom, you can almost go like this. having the same conflict which you saw in me and now here to me to be. you, You suffer, God's against you, for you. If we suffer with him, we will, when? Now, now, boy does he love us and boy does he put us in a proper place. In Jesus' most holy name, amen.